Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Sal Capaccio. I make a special Capaccio for you, right? Oh, now that sounds really good. Oh, you like? Hey, get away. Get away from my wife with that. What's the matter, Carpaccio, no good? What? What do you do now? They don't like a carpaccio. They like ah. carpaccio. Oh. On WGR. I make a carpaccio for you. Sports Radio 550. Poor Sal. All, all, all I can... Uh, Sal, good enough to make time for us at 5 o'clock on a Friday. There's news in the league. Uh, salary cap is going up more than we thought it was going to go up. And so we want to talk to Sal. So I text Sal. Can you join? Yeah. And all I can do right now, it, 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 it's all I can do to not be obsessing about hostess fruit pies right now. That's, because that's of the conversation right that had took place towards the end of the last hour. And now Nate is raiding the vending machine. He's proven his theory about the inferior quality of the Pop-Tart. Although we do not have uh, the sample. better version yeah, right. to judge against. But the frosting on these Pop-Tarts is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and now I'm just thinking about my lunch in in you know junior high, which consisted of like a Hostess blueberry fruit pie and a bag of Pop-Tarts. Yeah. And uh, the fruit pies that contain no real fruit. Yeah. And a very thick... Sugary, yeah. crust, yes, on the outside. They yeah. were delicious, absolutely fantastic, and probably one of the worst things you could you ever put in your like, body. Like twelve thousand calories. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I have no idea. I, you know, there was an era where we were eighty grams the of best. added sugar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just disgusting. Just absolutely <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> Sal, you're you're joining the show at a very uh, a very delicate time. Uh, anyway, <laughs> did you have did you have a lousy bad for you go to lunch when you had like paper root money when you were in L- when you're in junior Ooh. high? Wow, 
lousy go-to. I don't know if I did. Maybe. Um. Uh, maybe an egg salad, some sort of egg salad sandwich. What? You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mind egg salad now, but when I was a kid, when I was a kid, you know, I'd be like, I don't right, want that, right, you know? Right, I like egg salad. I, yeah, me too, but... I do now, I do now, but I think when I was a kid, when I was a kid it, the, the the thought of it just disgusted yeah. me. I'm like, that's for old people. And it, yeah. and it, it, it is, it didn't, by the way. It didn't keep well in the brown paper bag. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. That was a, that was exactly. a tough one. In the locker. Yeah. You'd yeah, have, you'd have, this all started because Nate went and bought a little bag of jerky out of the vending machine and brought it in here and opened it up and sale. The whoop ass of this smell was just like unbearable in here. Like I couldn't believe it. My eyes are watering from this bag of jerky. Uh, now you're mentioning egg salad. We should just move on. Imagine anyway. if it was jerky and egg salad in here at the same time. Jesus! <laughs> what is wrong with you, man? Oh, anyway, how how are you, Sal? Sorry about all this. Doing well. Doing well. Um, <laughs> wrapped up Camp Capaccio this week. My son's been off all week. <laughs> right, I've been here. Right. You know, I mean, it's been, that's really what it's been, basically. So, yeah, but it's been good. You know, spend some time, but it's always like, man, what, what's he doing? Do I, I to, know. Are you good? What do you need? That kind of thing. You know I, I mean? was thinking about this on uh, on Monday. Monday was, was President's Day. The Sabres were playing a matinee, and um, Nate and I were on after that. But so I, I was home. Uh, at a time when normally I'd be either at work or getting ready to go on the air watching the hockey game. And I was thinking about like those holidays. I remember one holiday where I got up in the morning and decided to go to go to a sporting goods store and buy a net, like a hockey net. And like, that was president's day one year when Owen was like, you know, four, maybe I, I'm buying a net. Let's go, <laughs> go play some hockey in the church parking lot. Uh, that net eventually ended up at the curb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, good memories, good memories. All right. So how big a deal is this news about the salary cap? The teams probably had some clue that it was going to come in um, at the higher number. Would you think? I think teams thought and figured that at least the reporting, if you go back maybe a month ago, no, I don't think that. I think you go back maybe a month ago, Teams were thinking maybe mid-40s, and then there's some reporting that came out last week that it could approach 50, and now we're at 255, right? I mean, that's I think it's a significant jump from what a lot of teams thought. I remember Brandon Bean at the end-of-season press conference. He was asked specifically, how far over the cap are you? And he said, well, tell me what the number is because we don't know that yet. Like So I, I, I really don't think they knew exactly where it would fall mm-hmm. but they probably felt it would be somewhere in the high 240s most teams they were operating um, with that in mind so i do think it's a nice significant jump for teams i think more than anything though it's really a statement on the league and let's know how we got here though obviously there's some huge revenue coming in from all the streaming and the tv and media all that that's happening, you know, gambling has is, is become mm-hmm. popular. All this gets baked in in some way, shape, or form. But the big thing that happened this year, guys, was the NFL said they went back to being able to include the, what was the borrowed money from the COVID year. Remember, they took the salary cap in the COVID year 2020 went down, literally went down. Mm-hmm. It went from $198 million, um I'm sorry. One. Let's see. Let me, let me find it here. The cap in 2019 in 2019 was 188, and then went to 182. So 198 to 182. That's what it was. 198 to 182. So that was a significant drop, mm-hmm. and teams had to you know adjust accordingly what they were planning. This that money they had to take it off there to borrow it because they knew they were going to run into some times. Now it comes back into play basically, and they get a 
13 percent in uh, increase which is 30 million dollars that's a big reason why we're here today it was an escrow right like the money that I think that's how it worked yeah. yeah they put it in there it was borrowed as escrow so that's what happened and so now it wasn't just because of oh my god look at all this new money it was money from everything and it was money they had already taken away from the cap where let's be honest i think if you went back let's say we never had covid we'd probably be right about here right now we never weren't able to get here, but now we're finally back here, I think. Yeah, come on now. You're burying the lead. It's because Taylor Swift. That's what I was going to say. Games now. That's yeah. why the yeah. cap went up. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious. Uh, Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline uh, with us. So does, does this change how you view the Bills going in? Because every team in the league gets this benefit, of course, and it stands to reason that – Guys, you know, teams will, might be more willing to spend more. Team got, players will be asking for more. Like everything may cost a little bit more, but still, if the Bills have have had a plan to operate with the cap being at one figure and now it's at another, it looks like there's more money. So, does that change how you view free agency? Not really significantly. Um, I think it could change how they might have to pivot here or there. So let me explain. Like I, the, the good teams, what they'll do is, and most teams will do this, the good teams will have a value on a player. The change in cap number won't really change the value that much. Maybe you're talking a few extra 100K there if you really want to squeeze it out and say, we can do it. But they're going to put a, a value on a player. What it does, though, it does give you the ability to maybe reach that value, right? So, but you still have to operate, you know, if you know, accordingly around your roster. Mm -hmm. So if you have a player valued at $10 million a year, but you really were really strapped and yeah, I just don't think we can do that. Maybe this gets you to it. Maybe, but I I don't think it's significant enough to say, Oh yeah, here we go. Let's go sign them. Not a big deal, (laughs) but I'll go back to the example I gave you yesterday, a couple of days ago, Bulldog, which is, I think what's going to happen here is two things. Number one, I think league wide, you'll see situations where we won't know these, but, a couple of years ago, as I said, the Bills, they thought they had a deal with J.D. McKissick. J.D. McKissick's deal with the Bills, they said, we can't sign Levi Wallace now because we're signing this guy. They didn't make a decision. J.D. McKissick pulls out of that deal. Now they lost Levi Wallace. Well, in a situation like this, I think you're talking a couple million dollars. Levi signed like a $4 million deal, a couple mm-hmm. million a year, I think, something like that. Maybe you find your way to keeping one of those lower tier guys that you're going to have to part with otherwise. That's what I think can do. I don't even think it's the higher guys necessarily. You're already putting a value on them. You're pretty much your most of your guys around your roster. And then um, I think secondly, what for the Bills specifically is they may not have to restructure as much as they thought. That might be the more significant thing for the Bills. Instead of actually spending money on a guy, they may not have to kick as much money down the road on another guy. Sal Capaccio on the Wester Hotline with us here on WGR. So what I sort of arrived at today, not not necessarily prompted by this news about the salary cap, um, you know, we're talking about the draft a lot and drafting a receiver, finding a way to replace Gabe Davis. Sal, I, I can't imagine the Bills leaving a starting wide receiver spot open for a rookie to just step into and and saying, okay, our work is done here. Um, I think there's going to have to be some sort of a moderate free agent brought in here. Um, And some of the names we've talked about already, you'd be familiar with them too. Kendrick Bourne uh, is one name for this. Um, You know, there are others. Um, 
like there's no way they're going to just expect the rookie to step in and fill Gabe Davis's role, right? I agree 100% with you. I can't see it. I, I've been saying this is my biggest point about wide receiver with them this year that I've been trying to make as well. It's totally exactly what you're saying, which is, okay, if you're going to let Gabe Davis walk, which is probably going to happen, and you know, I think many people would argue probably should happen because of the value he has. I mean, I know the Bills say they believe Stefan Diggs is the number one wideout, and that's fine, and maybe he recaptures that. I don't know how you could be fully completely confident and even if he is what else do you have Khalil Shakir in the slot where else are you going you do have to have more people and what happens if Stefan Diggs isn't that guy now you really put yourself in a position where you have nobody they're gonna have to do something I agree 100% they cannot just say yep we're just gonna draft a number one guy first round you know even if they trade up for a guy they really like and bring him in I mean there's no guarantee I know that it's a higher hit rate than miss at that position mm-hmm. But the Chargers drafted one last year. He did nothing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you can't you can't rely on that. You can't believe that that's going to be the way to operate. And I hear Brandon Bean say, explosive plays, we got to get more help. I hear Sean McDermott talk about that and then player acquisition. What does that mean? That means you're going to go out and get somebody. And I don't think it's just in the draft. I think we have to open our minds to trades, too. That's the way Brandon Bean did it the first time around with Stephon Diggs. He traded a first-round pick for Stephon Diggs. And... I think that you have to start thinking along those terms. I'm not telling you anything I know for sure, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is they might have to get creative here because the free agent market usually is where you have to overpay. Maybe in a trade situation, you don't have to overpay. I wonder, looking at the – is there – I mentioned Bourne, and I think you've mentioned him too. His name has come up frequently here in this conversation. Um, and, you know, it's easy to see why we're thinking that way in Buffalo because he's coming off an injury, so you'd expect not there not to be a real bullish market for him. So, you know, reestablish your value, come to Buffalo, have Josh Allen throw you some passes, and then maybe go on your way as a free agent after – uh, you you play the twenty four season here. Is are there any other names on on the list of free agent receivers that kind of catch your eye? Because I, I I was spending some time with it today, and Josh Reynolds is a name that that kind of jumped out at me. Noah Brown is another one, and then I saw Kelvin Ridley. Um, and where do you think he's at right now? Like it felt like that started out great and looked like a great idea, and then it really tailed off. So like I I wonder if if what what you think of him as an idea. He's a guy I go back and forth on, to be quite honest, for the exact same reasons probably you do. I, I love his game. I think, you know, coming out and what he was able to do. And then, you know, he goes to Jacksonville last year and he still had a thousand yard season. But man, this is a guy that put up close to 1,400 yards just a few years, years ago. He's got a little bit of everything you want there. He's, you know, he's fast, obviously. He's not super small. Um, I think he's got, and then the Bills saw him up close, what he did to them against Kyrie Elam in Jacksonville. I, look, I, I think you have to at least keep in mind why he was suspended in the gambling issue a few years ago. You have to at least know that none of that all that's behind him, right? They're not going to have some situation mm-hmm. where, you know, you pay a guy he comes in and there's a, something that props up. So I think that's got to be. But if you vet it, thoroughly vet it, absolutely. He's probably going to get paid quite a bit. But yeah, I think that he would be he'd be a guy that I would think about for sure. I also like Noah Brown. I think he could fit in this offense. I like what he was able to do with uh, in Houston last year with C.J. Stroud. Uh, I'm looking at a guy like um, Curtis Samuel. I've always liked Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel would fit in this offense really well. He's got ties. He was in Carolina. he got ties there with Joe Brady going back to Carolina. And I don't know if they crossed over. I have to think about that. But either way, lots of guys, lots of people in the organization, you know, have been with ties there. So you know about that. Um, 
those are guys that I'd be looking at. Darnell Mooney seems to be a guy that a lot of people have kind of pegged for maybe the Bills and because that's probably not going to cost you a ton of money. And it might be a player that you can – but I don't know if that really moves the needle so much, but it might be a player that can help you. So, yeah, there are guys there. Now, if I had my, my pick of guys and you're looking at, you know, okay, well, they're going to go out and really get it. They're going to spend. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. They're going to spend and, you know, find, they didn't pull a Von Miller and go get a wide receiver. <laughs> right. um, I, I think Michael Pittman Jr. would be fantastic to, to bring onto this team, to be quite honest. I know Mike Evans is out there. I get it. Like – is that the is that the guy like isn't Mike Evans more of a better Gabe Davis right isn't that it? and he's thirty one years old you know what I mean like I like him I love him he's a great player but I don't know if that's the kind of player they want and they need right now you know I think they need more of the explosiveness and the guy that can do a little bit more of it yeah I mostly would be worried about him just from like I, I feel like I'm signing digs. Uh, all over again, right. and it's and, it, and probably will be somewhat comparable money, like mid twenties anyway, right? For a player like that, Pittman probably the same thing. So, like, I, you know, not to say the Bills couldn't figure out a way to make that cap figure really low for one year and make it work, but at his age, I guess I, I'm telling you, as much as Evans is on a Hall of Fame track for his career, almost definitely, um, and I don't even think you need the almost there. I think I would prefer if I were going to spend big money in receiver and go, I'm getting my new number one in waiting in free agency. I would say Pittman Jr. ahead of Evans. And on top of that, and I don't know what exactly this says about Tampa Bay, but Tampa Bay had every opportunity all year to sign him to an extension. Didn't he played through the season, had a good year. And it doesn't seem like there's a lot of interest from Tampa Bay to bring Mike Evans back. And I don't, I'm not trying to say that they know something other people don't know, but I, I think it's probably a similar situation to the Bills with Gabe Davis is kind of just ready to move on. They still have Chris Godwin, but like I agree with you, Sal. If there was a young player that had made sense, Pittman Jr. is the guy for me. I mean, he is to me. The yeah, best and he's not he's not like this super fast guy, right? He's in the four fives, but he does everything. I think he's more of a more of a well-rounded receiver, really good. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
He can do a little. He can work over the top a little bit. He can get deep a little bit. He can work underneath. I just think it's more of the true kind of guy that you want to do those things. So yeah, if I had my choice, like I might. I mean, T. Higgins, yeah, sure. I mean, he's another nice guy, too. I think I'd probably choose Pittman, but there's some guys at the top of that list. You know, Tyler Boyd, I don't know if that really does anything for me at this point. I like your Josh Reynolds. How about Van Jefferson? I always thought he was interesting, kind of buried there when he was in, you know, in L.A. for a little while, and then he went to Atlanta, didn't really do much. So maybe that's a guy that needs, you know, another opportunity to do something. Yeah, that name came up. Uh, in here earlier, maybe off the air, Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That, that's, that, that's a you respectable idea. You mentioned KJ Osborne. I think that's like another good player. I, the guy that I sell am maybe the most fascinated with because it kind of fits the exact mold that I'm thinking the Bills want is Rashid Shahid from New Orleans. He's an, he's an mm-hmm. exclusive rights free agent. They have no money. So I don't know how they're going to try to retain him or give him money. He might be able to break free or the, they might be able to, the, the bills might be able to trade for him. Um, but like he, to me, the speed is there. He's 25 years old. Like that to me would, would be like my ideal. How can you get that done sort of deal? Yeah. I mean, look, that that would be a nice fit. I would just caution people to be careful on, you know, investing too much thought into the ERFAs or even mm-hmm. the RFAs because they're generally going to go back to their teams. And if you do want to prime away, like you say, Nate, maybe you can do that. You can definitely do that, right? Like, there's no doubt in my mind the Saints will qualify Rashid Shahid, Shahid. So they'll do that, and then you'd have to trade for him. So it's probably unlikely because, just so everybody knows, exclusive rights free agent means you pay him the you pay him the minimum for a guy at his years. Like the Saints, regardless of their situation, that would be something that seems like a no brainer to me. But you're right that you can get creative. Right, that's what I mean. Get creative. It doesn't have to be signing a guy. Get creative. Can you trade for a guy? Can you get an RFA? What about a what about a transition tagged guy? Not a franchise tagged guy. Anything like that. Like I think you have to start thinking along those terms because I agree with you, Bulldog. I don't think it's as easy as just going out and drafting guys and saying we're all set here. So what's the uh, the week ahead, Sal? Big week for you, right? You're going to be looking forward to getting Indianapolis. What's your timeline, and what should we look forward to as far as coverage from you while you are there? All right, so. Monday morning, uh, I'll be taking off. It'll be after the morning show. I won't be on Extra Points show, but I'll be getting there right before you guys uh, go on the air Monday afternoon. And actually, during that time, we're going to hear from Sean McDermott uh, at some point. Sean McDermott's going to speak to the local media late Monday afternoon, and we'll have that for you here on WGR, no doubt about that. Um, Now, the reason why he's not on Tuesday or Wednesday, as he normally would be, like most coaches and GMs are, He's been named to the competition competition committee, guys, which, you know, that's cool for him. And they have meetings all week, so he had to kind of adjust his schedule. So we'll do that. And then on Tuesday afternoon, we're going to hear from Brandon Bean as well. He'll do a podium session uh, like the all the other GMs as well. And, you know, players are starting to arrive. You have position groups coming in. We'll hear from players. They'll be at podiums. Uh, I know One Bills Live is going to have shows from there. We're, I'll be there. I'll be hosting and in and out with extra point shows. So should be there's a lot of fluid things that go mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm. but we definitely will have Sean McDermott Monday. Uh, it looks like the time that's going to happen and then Tuesday afternoon before you guys come on will be Brandon Bean do you know from other years doing this at like this time of the year similar time of the year every year is this will we start hearing news about contract redos and just releases like things the bills need to do to get cap cap compliant are we are we are we we're there right we should I mean we're getting it around the league today Xavier Howard I mean that's a big one right and the Dolphins are moving on from him. They're moving on from Emmanuel Agba, right? I mean, these are 
These are significant moves. By the way, did you guys look at that? I mean, I'm going to give the Dolphins credit here and say they're eating $30 million on Howard's contract over the next two years. Now, they don't get that money freed up until June 1st. I read it's a June 1st cut right? Uh, with, with Howard. And if that's the case, they don't get free. They don't get cap space right now. They gotta, he becomes a free agent now in, in March, but they don't get that money until June 1st. And then they're going to eat like $7 million and then eat like another $13 million next year because of it. Tough times for Miami. It's a lot. <laughs> right? It's a lot. They've got it, that. We have not really gotten into them this offseason, of course, because, well, you know, we're talking about the Bills. But they've got a pretty interesting offseason. It's already started with these releases today, but Tua's contract, what to do about Waddle with Hill under contract. Sal, you and I talked about this some on Wednesday, I think. They're going to be really interesting to watch to see if they can, you know, not just close the gap on the Bills, uh, but not fall further behind. I agree. Um I'm thinking right now that, you know, a, a healthy Aaron, we're back to the same conversations last year with this, but a healthy Aaron Rodgers, I might think I might put ahead of the Miami Dolphins right now, despite what I saw from them last year, because I think that might have been the best version of them of what they could be. And look what wound up happening to them towards the end of the year. Anyway, I know they had a lot of injuries. I get that. But it just seems like it's not as sustainable for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think, you know, the Bills are still the better team, obviously the better quarterback. But I agree with it, and they're going to have to have some maneuvering here. I mean, you know, there's people talking about Jalen Waddle. That's because they have all these challenges, and you're going to have to pay him. You're going to pay Tyreek Hill, Tua. Like, what's going to happen? Then you have Javon Jalen Phillips and yeah, Javon, yep. Jalen Phillips and his injury, and Chubb and his injury. They're not going to be ready probably for you know the season to start. So they got a lot of challenges. Sal, thanks for making the time for us. We'll look forward to hearing from you during the week when you are in Indianapolis for the NFL Scouting Combine. You guys got it. Thanks. That's our man Sal Capaccio on the Western Hotline. His appearances are always brought to you by New York's only outlet, Liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. And speaking of the Combine, coverage of the NFL Combine on WGR will be brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss, fast, sustainable weight loss, then free support for life. Awaken180weightloss.com. And by, well, I just said it, our friends at Outlet Liquor, we need to stock up. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? I have something for you that is one, I would both are hobbies of yours. One, I would call you a borderline expert in. And it is uh, from Book It Sports uh, Online, which is a sports betting entertainment business. Uh-huh. They posted odds for the best place to drink a beer. Betting and beer drinking. Again, mm. expert in the field. Uh, uh, more beer than That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 the beer drinking. And I wanted to ask you where, what you think is the best odds and what you think has the, well, no beer is the worst odds. It's plus 10,000. But the second mm-hmm. lowest odds and the highest odds, what do you think is the number one best place to drink a beer? The only minus money. To drink a beer. Any guess? The beach. I mean, the funny one I'm going to go with is in in the shower. First one right now. Beach is third. Number one is airport. Minus 150 is airport. I was going to say airport. I could not disagree more about... And shower was fourth from the bottom at plus 725. Oh, wow. That's... that's The second... We did a draft. The second highest odds. Basically, the, the highest odds... Outside of no beer is a boat beer. And I think that's wrong. 
a boat beer is an elite beer. Oh yeah, an elite beach is good. Uh, I got we got a garage beer at plus eight hundred, tailgated plus nine nine seventy five. I think that's a little low. Hot tub plus fourteen hundred. The only the only reason boat beer probably doesn't get more respect is because like, not everybody has access to a boat, so it's, it's not top of mind okay. for people who don't. Sure. Like five years, you know, how long have we been partners with Jared on this boat? I don't know. Whatever. Ten years ago, I would have never thought about boat beer. But now you think about boat now beer. I think about boat beer because I'm a, a part owner of a boat. Yep. Hotel bar plus nine fifty. That's pretty good. The airport depends. The way out. No. <laughs> The best beer ever. Oh, really? I don't. I can't tell you the one time I've ever had a. Usually, when I am going somewhere is when I'm going to be drinking well, at an airport. That's what I mean. Not when I'm coming back. That's what I mean. On the way out. Oh, okay. I thought. So, okay, yeah. Like okay, heading yeah. out on vacation. Yes. Right? I'm. I'm flying to Atlanta Starting and then early. to the Virgin Islands. Yep. Atlanta layover beer Bingo. is the best. Yep. Coming home. I got a layover Not in Atlanta. So I've got a layover in Atlanta and my trip in a couple weeks to Florida to go golf. 6 a.m. I think I arrive in Atlanta at like 7.45. I will be drinking a beer at 7.45 a.m. We, we got to go to a break here. Yeah, we but do. we took a trip, a family trip to the Bahamas a few, well, quite a few years ago. Maybe more than, oh, you know what? Actually, I think it might have coincided with uh, Pagula buying the Sabres. Anyway, whatever. So it's a while ago now. Um, and on Literally, our flight out of Buffalo was like, you know, whatever. It's super early. We're driving to the airport at quarter to four in the morning, okay, with with the boys. Mm. And that is when my wife told me, oh, by the way, we have a, wait for it, nine-hour layover in Atlanta. Nine. Nine hours? Nine hours. Why? Why? Just, just, how, it, just how it went. Oh, my God. I've I'm, never heard of that. I know. They like normally like it would be like something would pop up. Do you want to book another flight because this is absurd? So how long was the trip? This is a whole day of travel. Oh, yeah, yeah. What time did you get in? Evening. Ten p.m. And you left at quarter after four. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I drank a lot of beer. Yeah. At airport. I yeah. Drank a lot of beer. Here's why. Like I, if I've ever been close to not being allowed on a flight it was then it might have been then i see here's my problem with with airport beers though they're expensive than standard beers oh yeah because you're in a place where they can sure. jack up the price yeah we, we really got to take a break yeah. uh 803 is the number he's nate geary and for mike on the bulldog this is wgr like this is a team that's up against the cap and you can say kick the can down the road but buffalo knows they're gonna make some hard decisions gabe davis is probably gonna leave town i think adonai mitchell from texas is a seamless Fit here, six foot four, 200 pounds. Last year was really his first year as a full time player after transferring to Texas from Georgia. He had 11 touchdowns in an offense where they struggled at times to consistently throw the deep ball. And he is an explosive player. You watch him come out of his breaks and he hits that second gear with speed. Josh Allen has, I think, the strongest arm in the NFL. Let's give him somebody that can stretch the field. Let's give him a six four target who's just running past safeties and can open things up vertically. This is so bad. He told he told me, and I forgot. And he told me again, and then we just talked again. Wait, I remember because <clears throat> I'm young. I've got great brain power. Uh, I don't have that many things to forget. Mark, back to the M. First two letters are right. That was Matt Miller. Yeah. 
just dropped in. Just annals the, of his the, brain. Just he the, found the it. dime. Just. Matt Miller talking about uh, oh, one, of, one of Zach's favorites. I don't know. Are you, are you an uh, Adonai Mitchell guy? I can't wait to see him run the 40. You're a, tech, you're a Texas dude, so is he, is he the guy or is Worthy more? like who, what, what? For, the, for the Bills specifically, I would go Adonai over Worthy. Worthy's just too small, and he reminds me of Deshaun Jackson with drop issues, and that freaks me out. Okay. How about the, 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 the giant fat guy? Tavondre Sweat? Yeah. If we pick him, I'm going to have a crisis of faith in the first round. Nate's going to have to deal with me on Thursday night being, like, both really jazzed up oh, and yeah. maybe in tears. I do that, don't I? I and then, the yeah. And then, like, the tears will come back, so it'll be like, great, they picked a, a defensive lineman who's a run stopper at 28th overall, and I'll have to reevaluate my entire life. But in, at 60, that would be amazing. All right. Sounds good. 803-0550 is the phone number. Glad to have you with us here on a Friday. I'm the Bulldog. Uh, Nate Geary in for Mike today. Uh, Zach Jones along as well. I feel like this week has just sort of flown by. We've been together for four four out of five shows, and we have not really spent, to me, the amount of time talking about the Dolphins as we should have. Oh, I thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. But yeah, I, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. That too, though. That too. That too. I mean, obviously. Um, Tua. Like, what What are you going to do? We had Mike Tanier on earlier. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, I, I would just play out. I would just give him the fifth-year option and just roll through. Um, and oh, did they already – have they already done that? They're, how many years has he been in the league now? 21, 22, 23? Oh, yeah, three yeah, years. This okay. is his fourth so year. It's, it's time for them to commit on the fifth-year option and also time for them to commit on a new contract. Would you do that if you were them? Both or one or the other? Or well, either? just the new the new contract. I mean, the fifth year option is obvious. I think they b- would definitely do that. Yeah, unless they thought that by declining it and then signing him to a contract extension without that fifth year option would be better for them. But yeah, right. I would think the fifth year option. But but the commitment is really yeah. what I'm asking here. Like fifty fifty million dollars. Because he, I I know he's a certain level of good. And has probably gotten more crap than he deserves. Yep. Um, because, you know, oh, he's got this coach and he's got the well, – whatever, it works. I mean, he puts the ball where it needs to be put. But it feels like when things unraveled for them, the flaws really were apparent. And I don't know. I think they're in a tough spot is, is what I'm getting to. I think they're in a tough spot because he's not – the player at the position, the guys who are getting the 49ers will be in this position in a year from now with Brock Purdy, assuming he stays at some competent, you know, playoff contender level status with the 49ers. And do I want to commit money to a guy who's I'm winning with and he works for my system, but I don't know. Like if, if things go sideways a little bit, or really once he's got that big money and I can't afford all the parts around him that sort of make the offense work, how much regret is there going to be yeah. for having signed the guy? Like, I, I, To me, I guess it's not a no-brainer. And it, it might be for some Dolphins fans and maybe even for the Dolphins organization, but I'd be surprised if they weren't a little hesitant to commit $200 million, say, to Tua. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here's the thing. They're in a very weird position. If Kirk Cousins hadn't torn his Achilles, I might tell you, Kirk Cousins, do that. Do that now. It's an upgrade and just do it. Um, but then you're still paying Tua. And he's, unless you cut him. And you're, you're not doing you're that. Not, and you're not doing that. I think that, for the most part, that Dolphins fans are delusional about Tua. They're absolutely delusional about him. I think he's a good quarterback. Sure. I think that he is this version of Tua in one place, and it's Miami with that coach. There is no other offense that he will walk into right now and emulate the numbers with the players and the scheme itself. Mm -hmm. There is not one other roster, team, offensive system, coach, you name it, that he could emulate the results he had last year. And to me, what makes it hard for both of these sides, the team and him, is there's also not a lot of quarterbacks that are going to really run that system very well either. It's a very, like in this draft, let's just say the Dolphins had an opportunity to get Caleb Williams. That is 32 out of 32 in terms of fit. It's the worst fit Caleb Williams could be in. A quick passing, you know, top mm -hmm. of your drop, that is not Caleb Williams' game at all. Could he do it? I mean, he could do it, but sure. that's just not where you're where you're trying to be with him. And I think that because of the coach and because of the quarterback, they are better together than they're likely will be apart. The only other quarterback, like I said, that, that would really make sense to me would be Kirk Cousins, and I think he could really do some good things in that system. I think that they're in an impossible situation. I think that they are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Right. And because of that, they're going to do it. They're going to do it, and I think Mike Tanier earlier just kind of mentioned like they kind of have to do it this offseason because the optics. They, right. they have to do it. And if you're, they were smarter, you know, they haven't been a poverty franchise at the quarterback position for the better part of two decades. Um, that's, you know, kind of the situation they've put themselves in. So, you know, you can't go get Justin Fields. That would be terrible. Um, they just don't have a lot of other options. And I know everyone really likes Mike McDaniel, the play caller. He creates issues with guys that can play that position, with that offense. Not a lot of guys can exist in that timing and window. And it would take a young quarterback two years mm -hmm. to really figure out how to thrive in that offense. So, and everyone's like, "Well, Shanahan," and it, yeah, it's similar. But they're, you know, Brock Purdy isn't. If, if Brock Purdy went to McDaniel system, it would not be the same. It would not look the same to me. Um, because of just how important the timing is. And, 
how important timing is to Tua because he doesn't have that arm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that he's going to get paid $50 million, and I think it's going to be the reason that they won't be competitive in two years um, because last year right. was their ceiling. Excellent. It was their ceiling last year. <laughs> they will not be better than they were last year, both offensively and defensively. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that it's it's the right coach for the for the quarterback and the right quarterback for the coach. But outside of that, it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't strike me as a a winning formula to pay him and then have the and, and you're going to have to make a decision on either Tyree Killer Waddle. Both guys are not going to be there in two years. I thought it you was can't. hilarious to see Hill sort of punching back at yeah. the idea of trading Waddle because uh, I'm like I talked about this with Sal on Wednesday. I think, dude, the re- the reason they're talking about trading Waddle is because of you. Yeah, because of your contract. Right. Like if if they sign Waddle, guess what? You're getting released. <laughs> you're getting traded. Like, it's not. You're not going to have sixty million dollars of wide receiver on your team. And you need speed, right? But not only that. Between Tua Hill and whatever Waddle gets, you're talking about forty to forty five percent of your salary cap. Yeah, being put towards three players. And by the way, you, like yeah, and 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 the problem too is it's not just that those three guys are and, and Waddle's going to get paid and all that stuff, but Tua also needs a good offensive line in order to function. So yeah, I mean, like good luck to all of this. And right. they haven't drafted well. They got one of their picks taken away last year because of the tampering thing with Brady, and then they picked Cam Smith. In front of Osiris Torrance, by the way, and Cam Smith di- didn't play. Is a second round pick did not play at corner. Now he's going to play this year because Xavier Howard's gone, and they're going to mm-hmm. have to play him. And we'll see if it was really Vic Fangio, the the guy that they're you know scapegoating for all of their problems last year, even though he was supposed to be their savior. Um, like it's so weird, by the way, is the players talking trash. This yeah. guy sucks. Basically, is what they've been saying. <laughs> right, as probably the best offensive coordinator of the era. Founder of the two deep, founder of the actual scheme right now. It's supposed to be slowing quarterbacks down, by the yeah. way. But yeah, you know, God forbid. But all right, we got to take a break. Oh, did you? Well, you, you lit the fire, buddy. Okay. I, see, that's what I said. We yeah. waited. We, I can't believe we waited until this time on Friday to bring up the Dolphins with you. Uh, he's Nate Gary. I am the Bulldog Saber pregame coming your way in about fifteen minutes with Paul Hamilton from Columbus, Ohio, where the Sabers are playing the Blue Jackets. That's straight ahead here on WGR. Appreciate y'all hanging with us here on a Friday afternoon, now into the early evening. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has been off this week. He'll be back on Monday. Nate Geary's been here for four out of five days. Sal was here for the other, and I appreciate the commitment from uh, both of these gentlemen to uh, make my lift a little bit easier. What is this story you were just telling me about during the break about the Super Bowl streaker? Oh, I can't. Which I'm surprised you didn't hear about the Super Bowl streaker. So he placed a. $35,000 bet or something like that. A, a, a significant bet. Uh, stripped down, was at the, and, and ran out as the streaker. And so he, so he, bet, he bet that there would, would be, be a streaker. You, you could find, I'm guessing Prop. that I didn't have that at FanDuel, but maybe offshore somewhere you could find that kind yeah, of action. Sure. Okay. And uh, he stripped down, ran out from the stands and onto the field and won $374,000. On a thousand dollar bailout fine for the arrest that he was given. I mean, I don't think the house really needs our help 
But that just it feels that just feels like they should have been able to void that. Like I, I, I right. I'm. It's it's like knowing the color of the Gatorade. R- right, right, right. Yeah, being the Gatorade guy, or, placing a bet on the Gatorade color, or like Reba putting a bet in on how, how long, long her... the anthem is going to be. Right. right? <laughs> just yep. Like I'm in control of this, so let me win some money. Like that. that I don't know. It seems wrong. That seems wrong. We. It's a doc. He. This person got. He's got the money. That, I believe so. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, good for him. It's a great con job. That will mean either well terms and nuke terms and conditions are running down for that because right sure. a, a yeah. few things you're right there's gonna there's gonna be more disclaimers on that bet if that bet even is, is ever still, allowed again right yep. ever exists again because you lose a third of a million dollars no one's letting that bet no one's doing that bet again right someone probably is getting fired or oh, maybe one hundred percent like who wh- why didn't we see this coming right. It's insane, but yeah. The better question is, why didn't one of us think of it? That that would have been a pretty nice windfall and like whatever. I'm the guy on the radio that got arrested for streaking. Big whoop. And you're still coming to work. I I think it'd be fine. Yep. It could be a folk hero even. Probably. If not humiliated. Well, absolutely. Depending on, you know, whatever. Several things, yes. uh, All right. Uh, we should take another time out, and you're Generally, done. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll take care of uh, Paul and the Sabres pregame. Oof, big heavy lifting. Heavy lift. Good job, man. Have yourself a good you. weekend, and uh, I hope we get to do this again sometime soon. Can't wait. All right. Here's Nate Geary. I'm the Bulldog. Paul Hamilton and the Sabres pregame show dead ahead here on WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.